three, two, one. Come on. It is uh, Thursday, the 19th of July, 2018. It is 4.03 p.m. And I'm sitting here feeling like an absolute vegetable. <laughs> it's been one of those days where I haven't got much done. I was feel Sorry, I just fucking hiccuped. <laughs> I was feeling a little bit uninspired to do this podcast. But um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll just get into it and maybe a bit shorter today. Uh, I don't actually have my microphone stand on me. So I'm just gonna just gonna hold the mic and speak straight into it. So if the sound sounds inconsistent, the reason is that I'm speaking straight into the microphone and not uh, I, I'm not I've not got it on a stand. So obviously there's just it's a bit of everything today. So bear with me. Um, but I've noticed a, a common tendency in my body and it's that my left arm is weaker and my right leg is weaker. So I'm working on that with unilateral exercises. Basically, I'm doing my weak arm first and then I'm matching it with my strong arm and vice versa with the leg. Um, basically, we do this so we don't make, you know, you don't want to make the stronger side stronger and let the weak side just stay where it is. You want to get them back to back to you know equality i guess um between each other so by doing that we can minimize injuries because typically if you're imbalanced you're probably going to get an injury on the weak side uh so that's basically just what i'm doing in terms of training i was looking at the nrl um the other day and you know jared hayne had a pretty awesome game he was playing just apparently to do with the stats he had one of like his best games since 09 and I think the NRL is only going to get better uh, in terms of, you know, the talent that they're pushing through and it's just crazy. And it sort of like brings me to rugby and I was talking, I was thinking about this and it's like in 2018 in rugby union, we've gotten to a point where, you know, skill is probably still greater than athleticism as backs, but athleticism is greater than skill as forwards. And, you know, I hate to say it like that, but you've just got to be big as a rugby player now, especially as a forward, because, you can't it the gone are the days where you could be you know 85 kilos and start in the front row like it just doesn't work like that anymore like i think you know i play hooker um i've played a bit of back row i definitely don't play back row to a high level but i play it to a reasonable level in terms of playing hooker like there there is not an internet there's not a professional rugby player who plays hooker who is under 100 kilos like pretty much most of them are over 105. I think the Wallabies hookers over the last couple of years have been up towards like 117, 120. I think a couple of them are like 122, 123. Like that is fucking huge, man. So like you've got to be big. You've got to be a big body because the, this is the way I look at it. You want everything going for you and then let your performance do the talking. So for example, you don't want to you don't want to have to prove yourself through your performance to the point where you're just trying to get on the radar. Whereas if coaches see you've got the size, most likely you've got the power and the athleticism, then if you can back it up with the skills and the work rate, you're pretty good. They view you as a pretty good player. You know, backs is a little different. Um, in terms of, I would say the only, to be honest, I would say the only three positions where size do, does not matter in the slightest is 9, 10, pretty much 9 and 10 and to an extent 15. Um, size does matter as a 15, but in terms of nine and 10, you can be smaller. And my best example is 
Damien McKenzie. You know, he's he's a little guy, but he's a fucking gun. Um, but he plays 10 or 15, and he's very fast, uh, and he has very good footwork and very skilled. But, you know, you can't... Gone are the days where you could get away with being small and not being a freak. Like, you have to be an absolute freak if you're going to lack physical attributes. Uh, and, and similarly, with rugby now, like, you could affect... You could, honestly, you could be, like, 6, 7... Just jump at two in the line out and just hit rucks. You don't need to make carries, maybe make a few tackles. That's fucking it, and you'll make teams. Trust me, I've seen it plenty before. Now, I've seen guys who are absolutely fucking shit rugby players, but they're just big and they make teams that way. Uh, and typically, they're a lot of them are second rowers. <laughs> Mostly, most of them are second rowers or blindside flankers. Um, I've seen that a lot. And then there's some other guys who are big. And then when you've got the skills as well, that's when you um, double up to be a really good player. Um, and I guess extending on that with rugby, you know, I'm going to make this a short episode today. So because I know it's going to be Friday for you all listening to this. Um, so we'll get through it quickly. But I've always seen rugby as like a fun thing. So I don't think I'll ever play a role I don't want to. And if it isn't fun... You know, the game isn't fun unless you're playing the way you want. Like, my favorite teams I've played in and my favorite roles I've played in teams is where effectively, like, I've ended up running the show, if that makes sense. Like, um, you know, all the way through school, especially towards the end, um, I was the captain and I basically, we ran, we ran our structure and then when it was down to that, we just play what's in front of us. And to me, that's fun. You know, the spontaneity of it is fun. And, you know, I think with rugby now, with pro sport, it's all just, everyone's trying to make it a fucking science and it's just taking all the fun out of the game. Like, you know, everyone wants to, like, if this happens, you know, if we get a line out between the 22 and the 10 meter line, what are we going to do? You know, if we get a fucking penalty five meters in from touch, do we take the scrum or the line out or tap it or whatever, you know? Everyone's trying to overanalyze it rather than just playing what's in front of you and just make producing good rugby players. Yeah, everyone's just producing robots. And I think it's important to just play the way you actually want. Like I'm a lot of honestly, a lot of coaches have ta- have tried to take a few things out of my game. Like number one is kicking. For whatever reason, a lot of coaches I've played with, oh sorry, I've played under, have not liked that I goal kick. And they haven't liked that I kick in play. They don't, apparently they don't think that just because I wear number two, they don't think I should be doing that shit, which is stupid. You know, and the other thing is a lot of coaches are trying to, you know, I've always thrown like a few one-handed passes, like flick passes, but I'll only do it if they're on. Like I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to deliberately throw a shit pass. If I think it's on and it fucks up, well, that's on me. But if it, if it plays off, then you know, I feel pretty good about myself and I'm not going to take that out of my game because that's how I like to play and I'm going to continue to play like that. So I think it's important to remember that it's a game. While it is a team sport, you do need to be enjoying yourself. Otherwise, there's no fucking point because think about it this way. With rugby, we're not talking about, you know, this isn't, it's not like going to war or, you know, anything like that. Like where if you fuck up, the whole team's fucked, you know, or even like a desk job. Like if you're an accountant and you decide that you're going to balance the balance sheet differently to everyone else, well, that could completely ruin someone's finances. So you're not going to do that. But in terms of a game of rugby, I reckon you need some, you know, 
some clashing styles and some different characters to make the team better and to actually produce some produce things you haven't seen before. You know, that's what you want to see. Um, another thing is injuries as an amateur sports person. You need to prehab injuries. You need to make sure that your body is strong enough to withstand the pressure. Uh, the cost of treatment is so much greater than the cost of prevention. So you're better to prehab and prevent the injury from happening than just treating it. Because trust me, when I fucked up my ankle last year, that is the most depressing shit ever. Not being able to train with the team, seeing someone else slide into your role in the team and not knowing if you're going to get it back. You know, that's pretty stressful. But the other thing is, is, is the cost of it as an amateur player. Like, honestly, all pro players who get injured, or I hate to say it, but it's not that fucking bad. Like, sure, you get, sure you have to rehab. Sure, you have to... Um, you know, you have to worry about getting back into the team, but at the end of the day, you're getting paid to play. Um, you know, you're getting paid to play. You're getting, sorry, you're not just getting paid to play. You're getting paid to rehab the injury. You're on a salary. You're not on a wage. So it's important to remember that as amateurs, you know, we, we burden the cost of our injuries. You know, it's so hard. That's, that's a huge burden on any amateur player. Like things like strapping tape add up. Things like petrol costs add up. You know, all of these things add up. Like I worked it out last year. I would probably spend about between petrol, registration. Honest to God, I probably would have spent about maybe $2,000 between petrol, Opal card, etc. I probably spent about two grand on that season. And it, it was crazy when you, it's crazy when you think about it like that. And physio as well. You know, we're talking like 80 bucks for every consultation. If they go a bit longer, up to 100 bucks. Uh, and we're talking about all consultations under an hour here. So, and that that's pretty well, um, you know, that's a cheap, like not a cheap but an affordable physio as well. So you've got to look at it like that. Like it's, it's a crazy investment in yourself and it, it sucks being, a, um, being an amateur sports person because there's no protection for players. You know, there's, ins- I'm pretty sure there's insurance the basically you have to wave away so the club so you can't sue the club for it happening to you but that's you know that's to protect the club not to protect the player and it can ruin opportunities as well like i'm like i'll touch wood right now because i don't want to make this mistake i don't want to make i don't want to jinx myself but you know i can't even imagine trying to come back from something like an acl tear as an amateur player you know with no not signed to a professional contract no professional offers no, you know, sponsorship deals, no level of income to do with a sport at all. That would, nine months out and then rehabbing it would just be a fucking pain in the ass. And another thing I was sort of thinking about with rugby is a lot of old timers um, don't know much about rugby in 2018. You'll always hear people say, oh, you know, the rugby golden age was like the 70s and 80s. I'm like, bruh, the... The, the 70s and 80s rugby players were literally like fucking featherweights. Like, we're talking about guys who are like 65, 70, 85 kilos at the biggest. You know, now, honest to God, you wouldn't get on a fucking professional soccer team if you were 65 kilos. You know, basically, I think Bernard Foley weighs like 89 or 90 kilos. And he plays number 10 and he's like 5'8". So, and trust me, 
If they say he's any taller than 5'8 or 5'9, it's complete bullshit. I've seen him in person and he's not that tall. Good rugby player, but he's not that fucking tall. You know, so a, a lot of people think, you know, oh, it, it's, um, you know, getting too big will make you unfit. Let me tell you right now, as someone who has have to, who has had to put on size to play his position at a good level, it is so fucking hard to be big and, you know, to be big and fit in terms of, I mean, big as in muscular, because remember, you know, muscle tissue requires oxygen to function. Fat tissue doesn't, it's just dead weight. So it's actually easier to ha- to be 100 kilos and a higher body fat percentage than it is to be 100 kilos and very lean with muscle mass because you've got to condition that muscle um, to be able to deal with the lactic acid and you know increase the oxygen uptake and make it more efficient. At the end of the day, you have to be big in 2018. There's just there's no two ways around it because I promise you, even if you think you won't, you don't have to be big. You're going to get to a level and coach is going to say to you, look, mate, you're just too small. And it happened to me. I remember I was playing Gold Cup a couple of years ago and I was pro. look, I was, how much would I have weighed? I probably was, I was still probably pretty fucking big, man. I was probably about 83, 84 kilos when I was 15 or 16. And I remember, I distinctly remember a coach said to me, look, we just think you're too small. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking under 17s and you think I'm too small at 83 kilos. You know, the, I guess the good thing is, is that really, I really upped the size then. And I, like, and I, I made that a goal for me is that no coach is ever going to tell me I'm not big enough. Um, because like, you can say whatever you want, but I'm not, I'm not missing out on a team because I'm not big enough. Um, but I guess that's my rugby rant over. We've got a good, a really good quote today. Um, I think I did Dr. Zeus last time, but I've done doing another one today. So this is Dr. Zeus. Uh, and to be honest, I'm not going to explain this one. I'm just going to let you interpret it because I feel like it's better to, um, to perceive it for whatever you view it as rather than me explain my perception of it, because the way I read it could be different to the way you read it. Um, and it is today you are you that is truer than true. There is, there is no one alive who is youer than you. So, Uh, I'll leave you guys with that. We've been going for about 15 minutes now. A bit of a shorter episode, but I feel like I've I've got dry mouth. I haven't stopped talking. Uh, So I really want to thank you guys for listening. It's going to be Friday day. Have an awesome, safe weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to my weekend. Hope Maybe get a carry out tonight. Who knows? Uh, But I hope you guys have a good one, and I'll catch you guys next Tuesday.